Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle this morning. Um, they are your full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, and businesses with all their legal needs. Uh, you can contact them at their historic location at 224 West King Street or at suttonandjanelle.com. I guess this is a good time to introduce my special co-host who has heroically volunteered to, um, to do co-hosting duties this week and next while Jordan is away, and that is uh, Stacy Roan. Welcome in. Hey, Marsha. It's a, it's really great to be here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be your sidekick this week. I appreciate it. I wish I could operate the phone line a little better. I feel bad because uh, I really want to have Buzz on, not hitting the right button. Um, but Buzz wanted to let you know that on the 6th, on Labor Day, you can um, sign up to enjoy the, the Labor Day breakfast at War Memorial, War Memorial Park. It begins at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, Wraps up at 10.30. You can buy tickets, $30 in advance, $35 at the gate. And um, the money goes towards the War Memorial Park. And I'm wondering if, yeah, I'm sorry, we may have to tell Buzz that we're going to have to try to, to get him back whenever um, whenever I figure out the phone system. Um, but I, my apologies to Buzz because I, I know he's going to be a great guest. So the great thing about this breakfast is it helps to fund the operations for War Memorial Park. And if, uh, if you patronize the park in any way, this is a great opportunity for you to give back and to be able to, um, to really say thank you to Parks and Rec for creating such an amazing space where, you know, families can swim or picnic and um, not to mention the great concerts that go on at the park. Uh, the Tony, Tony Saylor um, music series happens on Thursday evenings. And, you know, what a, what a great venue for um, live music and a, an opportunity for people to gather together. As a matter of fact, we're going to be talking to um, George Shortwood, the chief of police in Martinsburg, a little later about an event that's going to be happening there. We have um, done live broadcasts for years from the War Memorial uh, Park breakfast, be it Memorial Day or Labor Day. The Labor Day breakfast is special because, um, you know, it's it's served by people in the community who are volunteering and especially when it's a campaign cycle, you get a lot of heavy hitters. True story. Everybody wants to come out and, and remind the community that they're running for public office. So what a, what a great opportunity to get out and meet and greet people. And after the last year and a half that we've had, um, I think community gathering is, is definitely something that, that's wanted. We're going to try this one more time. I think Buzz is trying again. Buzz, can you hear me? Buzz, you're just going to have to pop into the station. We can talk to you live and in person. I told him, oh, we could do it by okay. phone. Oh, there you go. I can hey. do that. Hey, hey, Buzz. You're there. Uh, I don't know what. Yeah, can you hear yeah. me? You, wow. I'm saying hi, and, then, and, and I can hear you saying, and it's such a great venue, but then it clicks back off, and wow. I hear country music, and it, That's, it's been crazy. Because I've, I've been so putting you. up and call back. <laughs> I've been putting you on hold, and you're hearing the big dog. <laughs> this will be a great story. Sometime, you know, a few but years is, from now. Is there time for me to come oh, today, or do we no, need to no, reschedule? No, no, no. You're on live. You're on live with us right now on Panhandle Live. So we want you to tell us all about 
um, the War Memorial Park's Labor Day breakfast. Um, hit us with all the facts. Buzz, you still there? Buzz, we just heard you. I'm not sure where you went. I'm I'm here. Oh, there you are. Hey, okay. just talk right now because we are we are live and on air, so you can you can talk a little bit about the event. Who are some okay. of the celebrity servers? Uh, well, we haven't got that list firmed up, but typically lots of uh, office political office holders uh, in election years, typically more candidates. So uh, we're always have a greater need for volunteers in off election years, which would be this year. Uh, if any great WPM listeners out there would, would want to uh, volunteer their morning to help wait tables, bus tables, etc., we can always use some extra hands. Um, for those who haven't uh, attended the breakfast before it's it's uh, uh, just a like a homecoming um, wonderful people coming together and celebrating life over a wonderful breakfast and supporting uh, a wonderful cause in the war memorial park uh, the breakfast is the uh, only sole fundraiser specifically for War Memorial Park. And uh, it's a tradition that goes back to 1948 uh, when War Memorial Park was first founded uh, uh, to honor uh, those who gave gave the ultimate supreme sacrifice of their life uh, fighting in World War I. The Doughboy Monument uh, downtown it's in the process of being restored was was a memorial uh, to World War one veterans and a group uh, was organized and came together to uh, figure out a way you know best way to honor World War two veterans and um, uh, came up with the idea of a living park there was no community park in Martinsburg at that time and uh, that was the, the birth of War Memorial Park. And um, uh, it's it, the fundraisers with the Labor Day breakfast have continued uh, ever since 1948 until 2020. <laughs> and uh, COVID-19 put a, a kind of a crimp in our, our plans, and we had to... Uh, not have the breakfast, but decided to do, uh, hopefully, a fundraiser in lieu of the breakfast, uh, which we uh, tagged the no breakfast breakfast. And <laughs> You um, pivoted, Buzz. That's a, that's a word that's everyone word. <laughs> did. We all pivot yeah, um, to and, figure and out how to make it work. Lots of people have, you know, there have been lots of problems from COVID, but there, there are some good things, and, and one of the good things for, for us um, was that we realized there was, there was maybe more support in this community, specifically for War Memorial Park, than just coming to a breakfast once a year. And so um, we ended up with the donations that were very generous coming in last year, uh, actually netting considerably more than we would 
have had just having the breakfast. Wow. And um, so this year we we're having the breakfast, but we do want to try to keep a focus on um, contributions to the park. Just a once a year primary opportunity to to uh, help support the park. You know, I think um, people really there's realize just, there's always remodeling, rebuilding, replanting, uh, general maintenance needs at the park. It's just uh, uh, a, a never-ending um, cycle of, of repair, just like somebody who owns a home or any anything, a vehicle. You have to maintain it, and, and it takes a lot to maintain that 15 acres with all of the other uh, amenities and assets that are there. I think people understood the value of that outdoor space a lot more during COVID because there were so few alternatives and being outside and being able to get out in the fresh air and social distance became incredibly valuable. Exactly, Marsha. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, uh, with the 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 back to raising the money and, and trying to, the, the, the Labor Day breakfast is a fundraiser. Obviously, anybody can go somewhere and buy a nice breakfast in town for, for less than $30, but um, uh, it's a fundraiser for the park, and War Memorial Park is a 501c3 organization. Uh, the uh, true basic wholesale cost with volunteer labor to uh, the park for the breakfast is $5. So anyone who's buying a ticket is is uh, eligible legally to, to still deduct $25 of the 30 advanced price as their donation. So, um, so Buzz, say someone is out of town that weekend and they can't be at the breakfast. How mm-hmm. else can they support? Like, how can they... Where can they send a check or um, or reach out Absolutely. to help in other ways? You know, and I should have that address in front of me, and I don't. It, it's the Martinsburg Berkeley County Parks and Recreation Office, which is at the Berkeley Two Thousand Complex on Woodbury Avenue. Uh, can anybody? I can't use my phone. To oh no, that that's all right. And I know there is a Facebook event I that's been it's like posting two, around two thirty four. Mm-hmm. Woodbury Avenue or something like that's the mailing address. And um, can you clarify something, Buzz? Because I think yeah. there was a question about: um, Are there is there a choice of meat this year? Or is it just steak? Yes, um, the, the that is still yet to be decided in the next few days. It's going to be decided very soon, and I'd love to come back on and and update you on that in another week or so. Um, uh, it will definitely be a fresh grilled steak. Now, there's beef steak, there's pork steak, there's chicken steak, there's all kind of, you know, what you can call a steak. Uh, typically, two-thirds of the breakfast that we've served over the years consistently have been uh, the, the fresh grilled beef steak, which is very good. Um, the other traditional item we've had was country ham. Uh, We've had more issues most recently in 
presenting a quality product there. The ham was just getting too dried out. And um, uh, so we are looking at options. If people would like to express their opinion, we'd love to hear them. Uh, There's certainly some traditionalists, oh, no, you've got to have the country ham. Uh, but we're, we're trying to look at some other options as well, and, and uh, uh, there will be a, a choice, though. So, Buzz, is there a particular goal that you have in mind for this fundraiser? Um, the goal in, in my mind, uh, typically in the past, uh, um, depending on the outcome of the breakfast and the price of meat that year, we do have to buy that. That's not something that we do get some donations of materials, but not everything. And the, the steaks and the hams are not something that we've ever had a, a sponsor donate. Um, uh, but we typically we would net 12, maybe 13,000, uh, 10,000 in a bad a down year. That's pretty impressive. Uh, but last year, with the outpouring of support, uh, we raised over $20,000 net. Of course, there were no expenses to the breakfast. Right, um, right. That helps a lot. So, my, if it's not written down anywhere, but it's a good point uh, that my goal would be to, to, raise at least as much as we did last year. Absolutely. And, and if there are any any um, butchers out there that would like to help support the Parks and Rec breakfast by donating um, donating some product, that would that would really help them reach or right. exceed that goal of 20,000. Right. And I have a little additional news I, I, I want to announce, uh, which this is new for this year. Um in that same theme of trying to keep a focus on just supporting your park, um, we have an anonymous benefactor who will match anyone's donation over and above the ticket price. So say somebody wants to buy two tickets. The advance price is 30 each. That's $60 and the person writes a check for $80. The $20 extra donation they make will be matched by our anonymous benefactor. Wow, you can double your money. Up to a limit of $1,000 per donation. So if we get a couple $1,000 donations like we did last year, each of those $1,000 is going to be matched. That's awesome. So now, but hey, Buzz, what if someone bu- says, I'll buy a ticket, but I'm not going to go? How do you quantify that? Because that would be a great opportunity if someone couldn't go. Um, is yeah. there a way that you can if delineate? They absolutely. No, they're not coming and don't have, you know, someone they'd like to pass the ticket on to. Uh, it, it, it just, you know, we sell them a ticket, but, but we base uh, food purchases uh, on on our best estimate of how many tickets are sold, you know, when we reach our food order deadline, usually about a week before the event. So, Buzz, if, if can you hear me okay? You can't hear so, me. Go, go um, hey, Buzz, hang on just a second. Yeah. So, Buzz, if someone just wanted to call 
and um, and say, I just want to donate and have it doubled, is that appropriate? Can can they do that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. They can Perfect. pledge. I mean, we'd, we'd like to see the, 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 the check, but we'll certainly, you know, take it as a pledge. I, I, I would, I don't, I can't um, say we have a coordinated phone line other than just the administrative phone line coming into Parks and Rec at at Woodbury Avenue. Hey, Buzz, if, if folks wanted to send a check in, they could mail their check to 273 Woodbury Avenue, Martinsburg. 273, that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And it's 25404. So, Correct. So please, if you, have, if you have means to help support above and beyond the breakfast, that is a great opportunity to really maximize the funds. Great. Thanks for checking up on that. <laughs> She's our fact checker today. I, I know better. I should have that right in front of me to read off of, but for some reason I never can memorize. I never write anything. I go there all the time. That's all right. I'm headed, headed there this morning for a great senior aquatics class that uh, is being offered through Parks and Rec. So you the use the park as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So the Labor Day breakfast, September 6th, from 7.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. You can buy the tickets $30 in advance, 35 at the gate. Of course, all of that money goes towards helping advance and continue the programs at War Memorial Park. Tickets are available. Can you let folks know where they can find tickets? Um, I'm still in the process of delivering tickets to, to regular vendors of those. Um, lots of private individuals have them, all the board members, many Rotarians, uh, lot, lots of friends who, who year after year, I twist their arm to try to help me sell 10 tickets. And, um, uh, so it, 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 it'd be impossible to rattle everybody off there, but some of the more public places, Marsha, and I'd be glad to leave some at the, at the WPM studio if, if uh, Susan and the, the staff out front didn't, didn't mind handling a few people coming in there. Uh, but the Chamber of Commerce office right across the street, they, all, they have tickets. That's a very public place. Patterson's Drugstore always has tickets. Um, uh, th- th- there are a number of other businesses, but a lot of those are primarily you know, for em- their employees and friends and so forth. I, I hesitate to be. Uh, so, so Buzz, we, what we can do is um, we'd love to have you back on the show again as we get Absolutely. a little bit closer to the breakfast and you can give uh-huh. us some updates. Sure. And um, just want to thank you so much for, for your patience. Marsha, Marsha's <laughs> getting her, uh, her, her um, initiation and yeah, she says her sea legs <laughs> in the process of um, of running the board. But thank you so much for being on the show today, and I wish you the best of luck. I, I grew up in War Memorial Park, and um, what a great great place! So thank you for all that you do on their board too. Thank you, Stacy and Marsha. Appreciate the opportunity to be on WPM, and um, look forward to talking with you again in a few weeks. Alrighty, thanks a lot. Bye bye. And that was Buzz Poland. Hopefully everyone can hear us. I, I don't know why he couldn't hear me. Maybe it was a, a, one of these buttons that I just now pushed. So, But thank you for sharing your mic because he seemed to be able to hear you. Absolutely. It's fine. So we're still working out the kinks. Anyway, more Panhandle Live with special guest host Stacey Roan uh, right after this quick break. 
taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Welcome back in. Panhandle Live, Marsh Gavalik here, special co-host. You know, I, I have to tell you, one of the people you're listening to is a mother of the year, officially a mother of the year. The other is the news director at WEPM WCST. Stacy, you are mother of the year. So wait, wait until we nominate you, Marsha. Then we'll have two mothers of the year. <laughs> right. I'm not sure. I, I don't. I don't think I've rise to that uh, level. But I appreciate the the nod of confidence. And thank you for being patient. I, I think I figured out which button I was not pressing. Jordan Ice Warner, if you are listening, uh, you're not doing vacation right. So. <laughs> I'm learning. Stacy's here like she's got my back. Anyway, if you were listening for the first segment, Buzz Poland was in and he was talking about that great uh, fundraiser at War Memorial Park. An amazing event on Labor Day uh, Monday. Um, that will be September the 6th from 730 until 1030 a.m. Please, 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 if you are in town and can make it out to the park for the breakfast to help support, that's great. Plus, they have a donor who's donating um, who, who's matching funds of any donations mm-hmm. that are received above and beyond that. So that is so cool. Any support is is so wonderful. I love the, you know, you, you're a facilitator. I found that out about you because it, in the middle of interviewing him, you were like, hey, I think I can get you some steaks too. We, yeah, we all have to work together. <laughs> and um, the one thing I love is all the kids that happen to show up at War Memorial Park, whether it be for swimming or um, or playing mini golf, or or just playing on the playgrounds in the park. Uh, what a great facility for kids, and I'm all about that. So. Oh, we used to do the tour of playground areas. Like, you know, they have the different, you know, one has the 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 hurl-a-go-round, you know, the, 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 mer- or the, the merry-go-round. Oh, but yeah, yeah merry-go-round. I, I, I couldn't always ride that because it's a hurl-a-go-round for me. <laughs> anyway, but we'd, we'd do that, then we'd go up on the hill and the slides, the slides. and the swings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'd had, we had in them all. When I was a kid, War Memorial Park had this um, this great big silver slide that would get as hot as can be in the <laughs> summer. Um, but it, it sloped down the side of a hill. It was the greatest thing. Probably, I can feel that story. <laughs> probably many many kids crack their you know crack their noggin on the way down. But what what a but great what slide! Fun, right? Yeah, it was it was so wonderful. War Memorial Park will also host an event that we're going to talk about on the flip side of this news break. Uh, for Stacy Roan, I'm Marsha Kavalik. You're listening to Panhandle Live. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Well, if you're tuning in for Jordan Nicewarner, you're going to be a little disappointed because he's off on vacation for the whole week. Uh, he has left it in my semi-capable hands, but uh, we are still sponsored by Sutton and Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all their legal needs. We really appreciate their sponsorship of the program. You can see them at their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street or anytime. You can visit them online at Sutton and Janelle. Dot com And I have to give uh, our next guest a, a gold star because he recognized the bumper music as being the Rolling Stones. Welcome in Chief of Police of the Martinsburg Police Department, George Swartwood. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning, Stacey. How are you fine ladies on this fine morning? Good morning. We're doing great. 
And I, and I did. I said as soon as it came out, that's the Stones. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> I've, I've often teased you that you've got a great radio voice that we should have you on one of our, like the country station. Well, I agree with you that I have a face for radio. That is for sure. But that's I, not what I, I greatly, said. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I misunderstood. But uh, thank you very much. As, like I've said before, uh, God rest her soul, uh, my mom paid good money so I'd be reasonably tall and have this voice. <laughs> Well, she's done quite well. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. She'd appreciate that. So National Night Out. Tell us a little bit about the event and when and where and how to how to participate. Uh, you betcha. We're very excited at MPD. Uh, we're going to be able to perform our fifth annual uh, National Night Out. It is August 3rd on a Tuesday. And it is from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at War Memorial Park. We're going to have all kinds of activities and all kinds of events there as well. Uh, Lieutenant Darby is in charge of uh, setting this up and running this, and I know that he will do a great job in doing it. Before, it used to always be Scott, Lieutenant Scott Doyle, who's now my captain, so I can't, I got to give a shout out to them guys because they're actually really busy with this thing, but there's going to be so much here from our police department and other uh, entries as well. I know the fire department is also bringing a truck, I believe, uh, up for the kids to see, and what it is is a great way of a community event to get the public in our community, our town, out to see us. Come out and see us. Come out and meet us. See what we do. Let your kids climb all over police car. Let them look at the police bikes. Let them participate. I know we're going to have bike demonstrations. I believe Patrolman Paul Lehman is going to be there as well and put on a bike demonstration. We'll have officers out there in uniform and in bike. And come hungry. That's all I can tell you because we're cooking. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jamie Weller that recently retired from the fire department. I love him well. He, he's coming out to help work on the grill. Then we'll have burgers, hot dogs. We'll have Chick-fil-A sandwiches. We'll have drinks. We'll have everything for everybody. And it's on us. I mean, it, it's the law enforcement way of saying we care for you. We're part of this town. We want you to come see us in, in the same atmosphere that we are. So I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, we unfortunately could not do it last year. But we have checked uh, every day. You know, how I feel about Angie Gray. I love her. She's top-notch. And I've been calling her uh, just every day almost. Say, hey, we still good for outdoor events? And she said, yeah, right now we're still good. No restrictions. You're good. But except for the restrictions that we normally do. They do emphasize, you know, social distancing where you can. But we're still good for a gathering of people. And we're going to abide by that. So uh, we're looking forward to it. I know my canine's going to be out there. Uh, Aaron Miller, my great patrolman, and BAF. And that's B-A-F, not like I need a bath. It's BAF. <laughs> And uh, people who haven't seen this dog uh, in real life will be immensely impressed with him, just how gorgeous he is and just how big of a dog he is. He's 105 pounds, which is big for a German Shepherd, and he's just a pup. He's, he's two and change, so he's just a pup and still growing. He is a beautiful dog. We, we've had you out to the Boys and Girls Club and um, had a chance to show the kids or have the kids meet Bath and um, gorgeous dog. I appreciate that. Yes, we're, we're very proud of him. We also have still patrolman Ryan Fritz with his canine. And we've also, uh, I've been able to, in the blessing of council, I'm purchasing a third canine. So there'll be one on each ship for 24-hour coverage. And the officer that's going to be the new canine handler, it's a little bittersweet to me, will be Dalton Condo. He's one of our recent investigators, and he was doing a great job in investigation. So I hate losing him there, but I know he'll his heart and his life is in that canine. You could tell when he interviewed for the position. You know, I, I feel like there's a change happening in the community, um, and, and people can, you know, 
make their own assumptions about what what is involved in that. But I feel as though there's a regional um, cooperation among law enforcement now. We just got an announcement from from the federal, from the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, this week of a couple of major drug busts in the region. So, you know, dogs like Canine Bath, of course, part of that hitting those those drug dealers before they can get the supply out on the street is hugely important. Uh, absolutely, Marsha. And I have to tell you, uh, Ms. Stacy Bishop from the United States Attorney's Office uh, reached out to me and wanted to know, hey, is there any chance we could maybe use your police department for the press with us? I said, you betcha, of course, absolutely. And uh, they came down uh, with the uh, sitting uh, United States Attorney, the acting United States Attorney for West Northern District of West Virginia, and several others, all my comrades and all my brothers and sisters that were there uh, in law enforcement representing uh, their part in this. And I have to give a shout out because I know I did in the press release. The job that that Eastern Panhandle Drug and Violent Crimes Task Force did in that investigation was just monumental. I mean, it was just simply monumental. All the efforts that they put in it. And I'm talking real dope. I mean, real dope that you can put on the table, not historic accounts. The weights were unbelievable, and it, it was so far-reaching. It went past local jurisdiction, state jurisdiction, even the country's boundaries they were reaching out for, and that, that had such an effect. And like I said in our, our short uh, spill on that was when we were talking, said these numbers are not just numbers on a paper. These are lives saved, saved. People that are not overdosing, people that are not in the throes of, of an addiction and trying to work their way out of it. So... Hats off and kudos to the Eastern Panhandle Drug Task Force and also to my own department and sheriff's departments and state police around. My guys are doing a trem- my guys and gals are doing a tremendous job uh, fighting this opioid war. And that's what it is. And that's how I feel about it. If you're going to sell that poison and you come to my town, I'm going to lock you up. That, that's it. We're going to come after you with all we have and we're going to arrest you and we're going to put you in jail or prison, hopefully both. So that's where we feel. We understand it's a three-pronged approach. We understand addiction. We understand the need for rehabilitation. But we also understand, and what we do best, we don't let you deal drugs in the city of Martinsburg. We're coming after you. And the third part and the most important part, and I think Stacy can bear us out with this too, is education and getting to these kids, giving them hope, giving them someplace that they feel safe and that people will listen and there's a better way. And you, even though some of these kids are basically hostage in their own home, many of the times, there is a way out. And where do they feel the most safe? They feel safe at school. And then they feel safe at the Boys and Girls Club with Miss Stacy. They are running that show as well. So we're always reaching out to help. And that's the way we feel. And that's the way it's going to be with Martinsburg PD. So, you know, from a news perspective, uh, back uh, in the fall, we, we got this huge... Uh, you know, presser uh, event with with the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, with, where they talked about arrests from Project Clean Sweep. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this week, of course, more arrests. And when you look at those names and you can see the list of those names on the Panhandle News Network uh, website, we have all those listed there. You can see that those folks have been arrested for some very serious crimes. On the flip side of that, we're also seeing uh, periodically every week or so, We'll see where um, people have pled uh, from back in the fall from those arrests. And we can see that they're facing some pretty serious prison time, which I think is the other end of that. Because people say, yeah, you, you caught them, but are they going to get a slap on the wrist? 
sure, sometimes that, that is the perception, but it is not so. I mean, when, when the United States government falls, it falls very hard on persons, and uh, their jail time is significant, and their prosecution, the percent is so so great uh, that when you're when you're indicted by the feds, you got serious problems without a doubt. But that's not to say in state cases. I got to tell you, uh, Miss Katie uh, Wilkes Delegate has done a, in my opinion, a tremendous job as the county prosecutor and is always willing to meet with police. And she goes after drug dealers as well. So that's just as important. We also do our part locally, and we also do our part federally. So it's all good stuff. And you're correct. Uh, they've had some major busts, and uh, it's going to keep continuing. I know that. And uh, one of the things, I'm just glad to be a part of it. I'm glad my department's a part of it. We appreciate all the efforts of the Eastern Panel Drug and Violent Crimes Task Force. And the one thing that I said in the speaking part on that, it is one team united in one goal. We're going to rid this area of those drugs. We're going to rid these areas of these drug dealers. And that's what we're going to do. And I think everybody was on that board. It is a team move. It is a team play. And it is a team goal. And we're going to do that. Of course, getting you guys out in the community and uh, making the kids feel safe with you guys around. Part of that is uh, going into the Eastern, into the uh, Boys and Girls Club of the Eastern Panhandle and doing things like, uh, you know, basketball tournaments. So, well, before we get to that, Marsha, I do want to make one comment. I appreciate that um, that you mentioned women, women and men in law enforcement. Absolutely. And I have to brag a little bit. One of our um, one of our alumni has recently graduated from. Um, the police academy, John A. Jackson. I saw and that. The great thing about that is she went through the police academy, um, the junior police academy with Martinsburg Police Department. Oh wow! So um, she is. I I believe she's serving in Virginia. She went to Virginia State University, graduated from there, and then also simultaneously graduated from the police academy. So oh. um, so shout out for kind of giving her an an idea of what law enforcement was like at a younger age and. Now she's making that difference in the community that she's going to call home. That's a great story, and thank you so much for sharing that with me. Yes, our Junior Police Academy was a huge success with uh, Patrolman Aaron Miller, Detective uh, Luciano, and Patrolman Holloway uh, heading that up and doing that for like two weeks straight and things. It, it was great. It was so well received by all the kids. And you could see them getting molded. You could see them falling in a line from the beginning to the end. You could see that. And, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun for our department. It was a lot of great fun for the kids. And Berkeley County Schools uh, opened their arms to us to allow us, the schools, to participate and put that in. And there were so many people that were donating. But I tell you, this National Night Out, what a great thing for your kids. Bring them out. I mean, we, we got the pool. It's from 6 to 8. We got the pool. It's free. We got pup pug golf. That's free. Bring them out. Enjoy it. See all the uh, displays that we have. And it's all geared towards our our kids. And that's what we feel at the police department. They are our kids. It's our town, but it's our kids. And we want to make that so impressionable age all positive, all positive. And I hope as a police department we're doing just that. Our guest this morning has been Martinsburg Chief of Police, George Swartwood, talking about the National Night Out Against Crime, Tuesday, August 3rd at War Memorial Park. Uh, you can have a hamburger or a hot dog on the cops. If you get there early, you might even get Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, and George, I, I just want to, I'm noticing in your press release, you have you have a DJ there. Is Jeff Baker 
I think Jeff Baker's donated time in years past. Is he going to join us again this year? Do you I, know? I have to tell you, I'm not positive who the DJ is. I know that Darby had reached out to him. It could very well possibly be, but I'm not sure who the DJ is. But there'll be face painting. There'll be a DJ. There's a, a bounce house uh, for the kids. There'll be demonstrations with our police officers. The bath, our canine will be out there. There is so much going on that one day in one area that – if you don't come out to see us, you're really missing a great event that your children would enjoy for years to come, I think. August 3rd, War Memorial Park. Be there or be square. Be there. <laughs> Thanks for being in, Chief. Oh, thank you all so much, both of you. You all do so much for this community, and you're always so pleasant to be with. I couldn't I couldn't think of better people to spend the quick morning with. So thank <laughs> you so much. Appreciate your time. Chief, more, have a great day. You too. More Panhandle Live after this quick break. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kabalik. Hey! Uh-huh. I'm let that play out. That's my favorite bumper music right now. <laughs> Marcia Kabalik, Stacy Roan here, the executive director of the Boys and Girls Club of the Eastern Panhandle. She's been gracious enough to volunteer. It's such an interesting story because I mentioned to you. Uh, when we had you on uh, to talk about the the mayor's passing and reflect on her life, uh, and I said, "Oh yeah, Jordan's taking a vacation." You're like, "Hey, you want some help?" Absolutely, I, I'm excited to be here, and it's it's great to have an opportunity just to to hang out with you, Marsha, because you're so cool. Oh, you're cool too. Oh my <laughs> gosh, we could just spend a lot of time talking about how cool each other are. So, so the cool kids club. <laughs> I realized I had your your schedule that I printed out for you, and I was just holding on to it. But uh, you have taken the liberty of scheduling some great guests for next week because it is the Berkeley County Youth Fair Week. That's right. It's Fair Week. So we've talked with folks, representatives from Berkeley County Fair, and um, the plan is to have different guests uh, pretty much every day next week or every morning next week uh, to talk about the fair and then close out the week with Mikey Withrow, from the extension agency to um, to just wrap it up for us and let us know how things went down at the fair. I always love the fair. It's my favorite week of the year. Mikey Withrow is a county and state gem. And he I'm, I'm sure he doesn't think of himself that way, but he's so, he just does so much. He's He is a sharp kid. And I, I'm happy to say that because he is my big little cousin. Wow. Um, so. Um, so it's, you know, it's, he's a great, great kid, but, um, it, it's been exciting to watch him grow up and, um, just the work that he does in our community is, is incredible. I, I wish I could keep up. He's, he's pretty sharp. The family that is formed through the relationships made through FFA and 4-H here in this region are lifelong. They, they really are. It's really kind of cool because we've, um, we've DJed so many weddings with, um, with, past 4-H um, kids that have, have grown up and they just, they have these cool rituals. They do certain songs and dances. And <laughs> it's just, it's really neat to watch. It's, it, it truly is a brother and sisterhood um, to see how they all interact and engage with each other. So, I, I missed out on that. I feel kind of bad about that. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't take 4-H as seriously as I wish I would have now. Um, but I can see the, the value in it. We're going to have lots of guests from the youth fair. We're also going to have, Sandy Hamilton and Patrick Darlington talking development. You've got Pat Murphy on who who covers a lot of different categories. So, and and really that that's another piece of the youth fair that um, that I would encourage if you have an opportunity to get out to the youth fair, 
go look at the photography exhibit and then also the the exhibit where um, you know the kids are showing their produce and um, and clothing that they've made. It's it's impressive what our young people can do in this community. Well, it's impressive what you've done as a co-host. You have carried the show. Thank you for being with us. And thank you for signing up to be on next week. Oh, this has been great. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for the opportunity today, Marsha. Thanks for being on. Thank you to Sutton and uh, Janelle for sponsoring us. Thanks for listening to Panhandle Live. Have a great weekend. We'll reset. Be right back here, 9 a.m. on Monday morning. You've been listening to Panhandle Live.